No way, Jose! Education and anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime Jersey Devil in an AIM chat room about foraging. <laughs> oh, we gotta, we gotta find that devil. We gotta, gotta find, do it. We gotta don't, coordinate. Don't look too hard, cause it might all just be a sham for where the mobsters bury the bodies. Shh. It's a Jersey I... Pine Baron. There's a lot of dead people in there. I. I don't know what to say. <laughs> a chat room about foraging sounds yeah. like something I'd be into. <laughs> I mean, if I any- found some good mushrooms out in the woods. Oh, like, hell yeah. If you want to be hitting up anyone about foraging, it's a cryptic. Because it's like, they're out there all the time. That's true. Bigfoot knows where those good berries are. Mm. And he also knows where those good berries are. <laughs> oh, no. The ones that'll kill you. Yeah, <laughs> the sweet release of death. Those berries. I don't know what this has to do with the show we're watching, other than a chat room. Uh. So, oh wait, no, yes. no. What? I'm getting it. No. Are we there? It happened. We're there. Okay. Episode over, everybody. It's over. We solved the mystery. Going on, uh, guys. Oh, th- thank you. Uh, I. It's a snow day for me. I get to go home and sleep. <laughs> Thank uh, you to Camille Ruley for our art. <laughs> We're just doing it off the top. Uh, no. So yeah, I, what do we have going on? I say it because the show we're watching is Do Ra Ra Ra. You know, that, that classic catchphrase. That colloquialism that we all know. That it rolls off the top. Yeah, the catchy title. Sometimes it it's... Ra Ra rolls off the top. <laughs> Sometimes it's abbreviated to just drrrr. <laughs> it's it's a good show I watched way back when and it's on I think the f- two seasons are on Netflix and I think there's a season 3 that isn't I don't know if it's dubbed or if it's just not on Netflix. Mm. It's on Hulu as well. Issue. Oh, okay, cool. And do you have what year this came out? Oh, research. You expect me to do research on my own show? I'm pretty sure I watched it in middle school or early high school. Two, 2010. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's one of those where each season kind of has a different name. So it's like season two is like do rah rah, rah like Ida or like do rah rah something. Mm. Or no, maybe that's. Do rah rah Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. <laughs> yeah, it's do rah rah then do rah rah X2. And then, like, X2's broken up into three different segments. Hmm. Sounds like an anime, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, the most recent one was 2006, and the first one was 2010. So, it's, it's like a six-year span. I'm sorry, that did 20, not make 2016? <laughs> what? You said 2006. What? You said 2006 was the most recent one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 2016. All over the place. 2016, yeah. Do you so. smell toast right now? I do, but it's because my roommate's making... Raisin bread. Oh, okay. Hmm. Are you it's sure about it? Do you want to go check? <laughs> I mean, it's either that or I'm having a delightful stroke. 
In which case, I'll just ride it out. Just ride this baby out. See where this it's takes me. It's a pleasant me. way to go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, you mentioned you've uh, watched bits uh, and uh, where, where where do y'all stand with this show? I remember watching it, and I think probably thinking it wasn't for me, but I had friends <laughs> that liked it, so I think that's why I watched it. Definitely didn't I, finish it. I think I just stumbled across it on Netflix. Or maybe you have just caught a glimpse of it, like, here and there on the internet. And then I picked it up and started watching it. And none of my friends watched it. So I was Mm. on my own. And then when they did watch it, they didn't like it. Which made me double down much harder. So I watched all (laughs) of it. Oh no, this is not bearing well for me. (laughs) Both of you are saying, (laughs) a lot of people don't like it. (laughs) I tricked you. It's Durarraman. It's Digimon. Hmm. Digimon Part 2. This is something uh, when I was interning at the studio that I I don't know what season this of this show was being worked on but some form of it was being dubbed <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so I have that peripheral, I know it exists, but that's about as far as I got. Mm-hmm. Mm. I believe it was actually started as a light novel which is a, it's different from manga where it's just it's just straight up a book, like a novel, and then like every seven pages has a picture or something. So mm. there's much more light novels that I do not feel like reading because too many words get me tired. Great. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there's our man. <laughs> a sleepy boy. Winner. Uh, yeah, so I enjoy this series. It's <laughs> it's not an ironic joke series like some of my other shows. <laughs> like so, most of your shows. <laughs> just because I have bad taste and stuff doesn't mean it's a joke. <laughs> I take this very seriously. So, <laughs> I very much enjoy it. I think there will be things you enjoy, but I'll also warn you, there's a lot of characters, so it might get confusing. Oh boy. Yeah. I cannot wait. That's a good, that's a preface to have. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we are watching the first three episodes. Do ra 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 you want to watch this with me? Ooh. <laughs> now Ooh, I don't. That was, that was sweaty. That was me sweaty. either. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm using that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> please don't. Please do not. I'm taking notes for my for my next fanfic. Oh, uh. do not send it to me, please. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh. Do rah rah. Let's get into this. There's a lot going on. If our notes, if our recap sounds all over the place, the show kind's all over the place. Gonna give that warning right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it jumps around. So, we got one of the where one of the rare instances where we get the opening in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Usually we what? get a cold opening, and this goes right into the opening. And this opening is a fucking banger. It's a bop and a half. I got it on my iPod. Fucking love this song. It's pretty good. I just need to dwell on every time you bring up that you still use an iPod. I just, I need to live in that moment for a little bit. Got that Gen 1 iPod Nano, 14 years strong. Oh, wow. It's older than some of our listeners. (laughs) You think so? And uh, I hope not. I say a lot of horrible things on the show. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope our audience is older than that. Right in. Yeah, children should not... Uh, be here. We it just says talked it, about meat candles. Uh, <laughs> it says explicit for a reason. Ooh, that laugh <laughs> peaked in my headphones. <laughs> anyway, so we get the opening, and it's just a pretty standard opening of just like all the characters, and it's good in Japanese because it says all the character names. It's bad in the dub because it doesn't. That's they don't not- translate the names. I don't for the know first what season. dubs you're watching because every time I watch a dub, you get the you get the subtitles for the text. Oh no, I did not have it either. What is and wrong with your guys' dubs? dubs? We got that back alley dub. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was on Netflix. That shady, shady vendor Netflix. Honestly, though, because I watched the rest of it the second season. They do have the names translated. I'm just not sure why they didn't do it for the first one. Uh, I guess they didn't think it'd be that popular. Mm-hmm. So, st- opens up with a uh, narration over some of the cityscape shots. You just get like some of the slice of life of the city. And a few of the shots are following this uh, motorcyclist who's wearing all black with this yellow helmet with some cat ears on it. Uh, it's become a very iconic look mm-hmm. after the series. And... We see the main character, presumably, just standing in a subway, and he's kind of overwhelmed, and he's new to the city, and we find out his name's Makoto. Or, yeah. No? Um. I'm bad at reading. Um, I wrote it down somewhere. Mikado. Mikado. That's yep. it. Em- emphasis on that A. Mikado. I like the series. You wouldn't know it by how I pronounce some of these names. And this is the first time he's ever been outside of his hometown. He didn't go on all those field trips like everyone else. I guess he's just a homebody. They never really give a reason for that. And uh, he's in Tokyo because he transferred to a new school in the city. Check. Check. New student. Mm-hmm. And as he's there fumbling around kind of nervously, I'm like, oh, man, he's kind of overwhelmed by the city. It's so big. and There's a lot of people. And uh, this is actually a thing I really enjoy with this anime. It's in a city with a ton of people, and you actually see it versus a lot of animes where it's like, hey, we don't feel like drawing all these unnecessary background characters. And it's just a, a massive city, but so empty all the time. This is one where you actually see like a lot of the city life like around everybody all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. But a lot of background characters are like drawn in grayscale because they're yeah. like, well, we'll animate people in, but we're not gonna color them. <laughs> yeah, there's not as much detail, but I still like that they show them like 
the city's lived in. It's not just this weird barren wasteland with just main characters. Well, I like that they're not colored also, because then you know that they're not important. <laughs> yeah, it's not distracting. And uh, as he's kind of overwhelmed, a buddy of his runs off and greets him. It's, uh, oh God, Masa why can't Omi. I read? Masaomi. I know these characters. Uh, Masaomi is his best friend from way back in the day. And they're reconnecting because they used to talk talk all the time. They used to be best friends. And then Masaomi moved. So they lost contact for a bit. And now he's seeing him again. And Mikado's kind of surprised because he's like, oh, wow, Masaomi, you look you look pretty different. City city life's had an effect on you. And he's like, oh, weird, because you, you look exactly the same, Mikado. It's like, oh, yeah, country boy. Don't change him if he doesn't need to. I ain't seen any new stuff in 40 years. <laughs> what Yo? cellular phone? <laughs> and What's this big metal snake going through? <laughs> <laughs> a train, you say? <laughs> I dare say, I dare say, my oh my. <laughs> and is, uh, as they're walking out of the subway, Mazomi's just telling them different stuff of like, yeah, we ain't, we're supposed to be going like east into the city, but we're not going to take the east exit. We're going to take this exit so we get a better view. And he's just talking about all this different stuff. And all these different tricks of the city of like, oh, you got to watch out with this on the subway. Or like, oh, you make sure you do that. And just, you know, teaching the country bumpkin the way it is. The, the country mouse. And while he's talking to Mikado, we get a cut, jump cut to uh, just a chat room. And this is kind of like Greek chorus we see a lot through the show. And it's a way of like having the different characters to interact but not knowing there are those different characters. Because everyone's got a screen name. So it's not... And you can you watching the show you can piece together who these characters are, but it's not very clear right away, and they don't know who they are either. Like they don't know who the people they're talking to are. So uh, at first we just yeah, see two not people. super clear. Uh, yeah, in general. Yeah, it uh, was, doesn't get easier. <laughs> uh, I'm I was aware. grateful that uh, in the in episode two, the one that I was focusing on, there was not a chat room. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I will say, in this first season, the dubbing and, like, the voices reading the text in the chat rooms are different voice actors. And then in season two, after you figure out who these people are, it is the same voice actor. So it becomes easier to manage and piece together. Why? Why? Because they're different. Because there's a lot of characters interacting. In this show. Yeah, and they don't know they're talking to who they're talking to. And it's it's all mind games, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> and the chat room just one- art, I guess. <laughs> In the chat room, one guy's just talking about like, "Hey, I'm moving to the city," so it's like, hmm. Uh, and then we cut back to Masaomi showing Mikado around. And he's talking about different color gangs, and color gangs are just gangs in the city that are associated by colors, like the Crips and the Bloods. So it's just real simple. And he's saying like, "Oh yeah, the color gangs have kind of died down." He's like, "Oh, so the city's safer?" It's like, "Oh no, 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 it's not." No, it's just less. It's just less organized chaos. You just don't know who's gonna mug you now. Um, so still be on your toes. And while they're talking, Mikado bumps into uh, an anime girl cutout. It's got like foxy ears and like little this uh, tail and stuff. And it's like, oh, sorry, ma'am, I didn't see. Oh, and it turns out it's being carried by two big old fucking nerds. They're not weebs because they're actually Japanese, but like they're big otaku, otaku. Uh, anime. Yeah. And it turns out Masaomi knows these two. Uh, I don't think we get their names right now, but it's uh, Erica and Walker. 
They and say that. Uh, we do get the names here, yeah. Yeah. Oh, briefly. Okay. Um, and so, then yeah. the names are, like, never mentioned again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least in the episodes we watch. Um, and they introduce Mikado, and then my name's Mikado uh, Rajame or Rigame or whatever. And they're like, oh, wow, your name sounds like a... or something like that. Sounds... <laughs> You're so much better with names than me. And they're surprised. <laughs> I'm really bad. And they're like, oh, wow, your name sounds like a, like an anime character or like a, a Shonen Jump manga or something. It just, it's, I guess it'd be a bigger point in the actual Japanese, but like everyone harps on Mikado, uh, Mikado's name. And it's just like, okay. It's like, sure. I guess there's a thing there. Um, we find out Erica Walker and there's two other guys like hanging out in the van back there they're friends with. And it's like, uh, Masaomi's like friends with all of them. He's like, oh yeah, hey, here's my buddy. He's from the country. Like I'm showing around. It's like, oh hey, nice to meet you. So we find out uh, Masaomi's got some friends around town. He's a popular person, or just not with the people he wants to be popular with. <laughs> and uh, we overhear Erica and Walker saying like, oh yeah, we were out buying thirty copies of this manga. It's like, oh wow, thirty copies. We're like, oh yeah, ten for each of us, and then ten for something else. Wink. Whoa. Is is a cool. real you run an eBay store? Great! <laughs> You're one of yeah. those assholes. How uncommon of you! <laughs> this is a real slow burn that doesn't pay off for like a while. <laughs> so I'm surprised Great. to see it was in the Let's first episode. Let's introduce it in episode one then. <laughs> is that actually I mean, what they're, they're doing? No, 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 no. It, it's the the, the, the other reason. <laughs> yes, but oh. it, we don't see it for a while. We won't see it for uh, a few episodes. Um, but they're they don't harm the books. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> fucking books. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> so, uh, Masami just starts bragging. He's like, oh, "I know all about how to pick up ladies. I'm a ladies' man. I'm all about them girls." And uh, like the one that just walked past, she's a real cute girl. We should try and chat her up sometime if we ever come across her again. Masami's just kind of a sleazeball, but it's just because he's so bad at it, it never pays off and ends up just being kind of a joke. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's at that moment that we uh, overhear slash see uh, three guys talking about kidnapping that very girl. They see her walk by and they're like, oh, is that the target? They're like, yeah, we got we to grab her. They're like, all right. And then we cut back to the chat room. And there are three people in the chat room now. And they're talking about uh, recently moving to Tokyo. And that the, the new guy that joins the chat room is talking about suicide packs and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, morbid. That and was... My fa- that was like so like they were just having a conversation and then one of them was like you ever heard of suicide pacts and it's like um <laughs> no why why Chill, I mean yes but why I can't criticize because I'm about as subtle as this character sometimes like hey you guys know what about is that four something you would bring- <laughs> so like I, I can't bad. like I can't judge him <laughs> so it's bad it's not it's not good but i also am just as bad <laughs> and he the new guy mentions that like oh yeah a lot of these suicide packs are people trying to go out together and sometimes it's like runaway kids or it's like a trend that's popping up in the city and stuff so you gotta watch out for that and then um while they're talking we cut back to the girl meeting up with a anita character because he's wearing glasses <laughs> he's not like any Ida character we've seen. He's not like Ida at all. He's a bad Ida. He's he's 
Be Dark Eater, Eater. Show Eater. Me your secrets. <laughs> Nega Eater. <laughs> Shadow Eater. And he meets up with her, and uh, he says her last name. I forget it quickly, but he's like, oh, it's you? She's like, yes. It's like, oh, nice to meet you. Come on, let's uh, get going. We'll meet up with the others. And she starts following him, and he leads her to a van. And as soon as the van pops open, it's one of the guys back there with a weird, like, chloroform like mask thing he's like hey babe sorry to do this to you and he jumps out and chloroforms her and drags her into the van because they're kidnappers kidnappers and human traffickers and the fucking scum of the earth and wow. as the van pulls it's away true. and you should it's say true it. yes can't stress that enough and as the van pulls mm-hmm. away we see a dark-haired guy walk out from the sh- uh, shadows and he kind of stomps out the cigarette one of the guys was smoking and it's just like, ah, wasn't as clean of a getaway as they think. Yeah. And then we cut back to Mikado. Ha ha! We cut back to Mikado and Masaomi. And they're still walking around the city. He's showing them around. And they bump into this real, real male fella. And it's a black guy working at a Russian sushi place named Simon. And he's got the... <laughs> I kind of love it, though, because we meet other characters from different countries and stuff, but he's still got the really heavy accent and, like, broken, I mean, in this broken English, but broken, like, Japanese. And it's just a real thick Russian accent. And, oh, he's such a, he's just a good character. And Masomi's saying, like, he's like, oh, come on in, have Russia sushi. Masomi's like, oh, no, we don't have any money, uh, we'll catch you next time. And he kind of tells Mikado, like, oh, yeah, that's Simon, he's cool. Don't piss him off, though. Like, he'll destroy you. He's real <laughs> strong. But, but otherwise, he's generally cool, so. Oh, and, like, as I'm talking about, like, who not to piss off, uh, there's some other people you might want to avoid uh, walking around the city. And then at that moment, we see a vending machine off in the distance just fly up over top of some buildings and then come crashing back down. And he's just like, oh my God, or uh, Masaomi's just like, oh, speaking of which... That's probably uh, Shinzo uh, Hiwajima. Don't ever piss him off. And it's like, well, he just threw a vending machine up, so I'm guessing he's real strong. They're all out of Snickers! (laughs) (laughs) You're not yourself when you're hungry. Uh, This is a brand deal. It's a tie-in. Shizuo. He's a... is a good, good character. An interesting boy. He's actually... There's not a Durara game, but he's in a few different like fighting games because he's just so strong and can go on par with ridiculous characters. Um, <laughs> so we don't see him right away, but we see the vending machine. We hear him yelling and stuff, so he's he'll be introduced later. It's a foreshadowing. And then we cut back to the kidnappers in the garage, or in a parking garage. They're waiting for their contact. Uh, you know, you never want to go to a second location, and that's what they're they're doing here. And <laughs> thanks, John Mulaney. Street smarts. And uh, (laughs) as they're waiting, they see a person on a motorcycle wearing all black. And they're like, is that our contact? And they hear like, you hear like a faint horse whinny uh, at that moment. Just like, huh, that's weird. Why is there? Anyway. And they're like, no, pretty sure that's not our contact. It's the were horse. (laughs) (laughs) It bites you when you turn into a horse. Oh, I hate that. And... (laughs) Right at that moment, it cuts back to the chat room, and they're talking about, like, oh, hey, speaking of dangerous stuff, have you heard of the Black Rider? It's like, what? It's like, yeah. The Black Rider, uh, one of them's talking about saying, like, oh, yeah, the Black Rider's a part of the one of the color gangs, and uh, and they, another one says, like, oh, no, the Black Rider's, like, this demon monster thing that, like, 
picks on like people who are like wandering dark alleys by themselves and stuff and there's all these talking about all these rumors about this black bike rider and then we cut back to the rider and the kidnappers and as one of the guys goes up he's like no that's not our contact it's like well, let's teach him a lesson he pulls out like a pipe from the van and just goes up to go to hit go to attack the rider because he's an asshole we've established this kidnappers <laughs> and as he goes up to try and swing at the biker, biker just reels back on the bike and just slams his head against, like, the wall nearby and the bike tire and just, like, really kind of mashes it in and just knocks his ass out and maybe crushes yeah. his skull in. Like, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> and, and it's uh, fine. It's fine. It's cool because he's a bad guy. He deserves to be hurt. Yeah. And the biker gets off the bike and starts approaching the van and as they're going up, they grab the uh, Shadow Eda, Nega Eda, who uh, go to grab him, and he's like, uh, he's freaking out, screaming, and he like reaches into the van, and he's like, you shouldn't grab onto me, and tases the biker right at that moment, and he's all cocky, like, ha ha, gotcha, tasers, as the biker <laughs> gets passed out, <laughs> and uh, he's like, all right, there's a driver in the front of the van, he's like, all right, let's get out of here, and shuts the. V- uh, shuts the back of the van. He's like, let's go find our contact at you know another location. And as he's shutting the back door, you see the biker just stand back up and grab him. And he starts freaking out. And the driver of the van just peels out, just like, fuck this, I'm out. And just drives off, leaving all of his guys behind. And uh, as the van pulls away, we see the biker just smash Shadow Eda's head into the wall again. There's a lot of blood. Like, that's a lot of blood for a head wound. Um... And uh, we cut back yeah, to. The- I was confused with when they decided to show blood in this because uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, motorcycle to the face. He was fine. He had he had a bruise. He had like a tire mark. Yeah, he had like a Looney Tunes tire mark on his face, but no blood, nothing. He's good. Yeah. But uh, smash against the wall. Ooh, gallons, gallons. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. <laughs> and uh, we cut back to the chat room. And they're talking about the Black Rider this whole time. All the different rumors they've heard and this and that. And we cut back to the chase between the Black Rider and the van. And the van slams on its brakes. Trying to catch the Rider off guard. And Rider just slams into it. You know, falls off the bike and peels out. And uh, during, all the, during all this we hear more like rumors from the chat room. And they're talking about like, oh yeah, it's a, you know, it's a demon. Because it's actually a headless Rider. And at that moment you see the Rider stand up. And the helmet's knocked off. And there's just nothing there. It just stops at the neck. I heard his head is insured for a million dollars. It's a lot of money. Gotta keep it somewhere safe. And uh, turns out the headless rider is actually Christopher Walken now. Um, <laughs> and uh, as the rider stands up, we just see this black smoke coming out of the neck uh, where the head would be. And they pull out just this huge scythe from out of their neck and like out of the smoke. And the guy in the van like who got out to try and see what was happening, he's like, he has a knife on him. He's like, what the fuck are you? And he just, of course, if you're terrified of something and it's clearly just took a van to the face and rolled off of that, you go charging at him with a knife, which is what this guy does. He just starts panicking and tries to attack him with the knife. And it's uh, at that moment, the rider just swings the scythe and just cuts the guy in half. But it's not like bloody. It's not physically in half. It's just like his soul, I guess. Ghost cut. Yeah, so his body's fine, but he gets knocked out from being cut by the big black scythe. So it's kind of just like, what the fuck is this? 
And then we cut back to uh, Masaomi's warning Mikado still about all this other stuff. He's like, oh, also, watch out for the dollars. They're, uh, they're kind of a newer gang. He's like, I don't know much about them. I just know there's a lot of them, and they're crazy. So be aware of that. And it's at this moment, um, while they're talking, Makoto, uh, Makoto yeah, nope. no, Mikado, Mikado, got hit that A. Macchiato. Macchiato. Yeah. Toblerone bumps into another girl because he's just, he's so distracted by the city and he bumps into another girl and he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Let me help you out. And like, as he goes to help her out, he knows just a huge scar around her entire neck. And he's like, oh, that's kind of strange. And then she just runs off screaming. It's kind of like, huh, weird. <laughs> like, they don't really like, everyone just kind of like watches her. She runs off. And then they hear this weird noise this kind of like weird echoed groan or squeal or something and masaomi's like oh come on let, yeah hurry up you want to see an urban legend and they go running to uh the street corner behind you want to see a dead body <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> depending on the urban legend um <laughs> and as they get to the street they just see the black rider fly by and uh, mikado is just like blown away it's just and that's when he start getting like his narration from earlier, it's just like his inner thoughts of just saying like how excited he is to see something truly new and just uh, being in a city and just experiencing everything new and he's just so overwhelmed and you know excited for the first time in years. And uh, when we cut back to the chat room, we just see two people saying like, oh, I saw the Black Rider tonight. He's like, oh, me too. Weird. We were probably in the same area. It's like, oh, we probably passed each other and didn't even realize it. Wow. And um, like, what a quinky dink. And then... Um, when they were talking about all the different gangs in the Headless Rider, one of the people mentioned Dodachin. Uh, so at the very end here, we're like, oh yeah, we probably just passed by each other. It's like, oh, what a coincidence. Hey, by the way, who the fuck's Dodachin? And we see just one person like really into trying to figure out who's who. Uh, and that's it. And then we get the ending, and it's just like a continuous shot of all the characters like panning up with the credits. I love the ending. Uh, the song is also very good. I enjoyed I the all song. the music of the series. It really took Whoever me back, in, this song. <laughs> back to the good old days. It's just a, of 2003. It's just a jam. <laughs> yeah. Solid bop. <laughs> Simpler time. Well, I mean, it took me back to the time that I watched it, and I was watching it, and I was into this song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beat. That's how you get Dana into a show. Just good good ending or opening. I love a good opening. song. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. That's episode one. Episode 2. I'm excited that I got this one because, as I mentioned before, there's no chat room. And (laughs) I also really liked this episode. It felt different than the other two, and I liked it a lot. So Mm -hmm. Because it was different. In fact, it mostly (laughs) dropped everything established in that first episode. Yeah. You sound Um, bitter. (laughs) Hmm. I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So it's the first day of school, uh, and uh, all the people are sitting in a... People? All the students are sitting at, like, the first day assembly, and there's a they're teacher staring... They're not people, they're staring. students. They're students. And, uh, they're not humans. <laughs> not yet, anyway. There's a teacher no. staring at a girl's tits and legs. Cool. Yeah. He's a gross man. Um, hmm, I can tell. Um, and <laughs> Checks the, out. there's a narrator in this episode, which I guess Masomi kind of acts as the narrator in the first one, but this one has a narrator. 
and she's talking about the possibility of different realities. Ooh. Um, and then they're in class, and students are introducing themselves. Um, the girl with glasses that the teacher was ogling before is named Henri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the girl that was kidnapped is also in class. Her name's Rio. And then they call out uh, for Nika Harima, and she's not there. Uh, and then a guy comes in late, and his name is Seiji. And the teacher is like, oh, hello, you're tardy. And he's like, yeah, I just came to school to tell you that uh, I'm never coming back. And the teacher <laughs> is nerds. like, what? You, huh? Um, and then he just okay. leaves. Okay. <laughs> to which I say... Why go? And also, if you are going, why even bother putting on your uniform and bringing a backpack? For the drama. For the oh, spectacle. Just for the reveal. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. They live for theatrics. Uh, yes, for the drama of it all. Um, <laughs> and it's at that point that the narrator is talking about cracks in reality when you can see others seeping in. And I think... Uh, that made me realize that it's kind of not like supernatural other realities, but like the reality of other people's lives kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see that. Um, Yeah. And, uh, we're learning about Rio in this episode, which made me happy because I don't know. That's my favorite animated movie. (laughs) Oh, those birds from the Rio movie are extinct now. Yeah. I was going to say RIP the blue macaw. I never ooh. saw Rio, but ooh, climate change is real. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're learning about Rio. Uh, mm-hmm. She lived a pretty normal life until junior high, when someone put a an envelope in her mailbox that contained pictures of her dad cheating on her mom, <laughs> um, and a note that said, "Are you going to let him get away with this?" Uh, so she hid them. Uh, and then she felt guilty about it. So instead of telling her mom, she put the photos back in the mailbox for her mom to find. And while she's doing this, she's been texting a boy and kind of telling him what's going on. A boy! And I mm. recognize his voice, but I yeah. won't do that reveal yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, after her mom found the photos... Nothing changed. So either her mom just decided to ignore the problem, or they worked it out on their own. And that really concerned Rio. So she decides that maybe it would be better if she just weren't there at all. Uh, and she's standing on the roof of her school, but she she doesn't do it. She doesn't jump. Good on you. I'm glad. <laughs> um and then the boy that she's texting says, like, I can't even imagine what you're going through, but I kind of can, because here's something that happened <laughs> with my family. He says, here's my he baggage. Says, like, he says, like, my problems aren't as bad as yours. But then he tells this story about how he mm-hmm. had a girlfriend that banged his dad, and when his mom found out about it, his mom was more worried about their family's reputation than his feelings. To which I say... That's pretty much the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, you yes, ma- you can empathize with her. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is worse because it was his girlfriend. It was someone and he his knew. his father. 
It, yeah. It's not the same. Um, there were different people involved. The dynamics were slightly different. <laughs> I can't relate to you at all. <laughs> but he says specifically that her problem is worse, and it's like, not really. Um, <laughs> She's trying to make her feel but, good. So, yeah. Uh, so they're messaging each other, and he suggests that they... They make a suicide pact. As mentioned in the past episode, he suggests that they get together and kill themselves to show their parents what really matters. What's that? They tie in something from the first episode? Hmm. Wow. Weird. The one thing that makes the jump to this. (laughs) One thing! (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Um, And uh, then here she is, where she was at the beginning of, not the beginning, but in the first episode. Hmm. Um, and we have someone watching in the distance. Presumably, Ooh. the guy that she's actually been emailing, because Nega Ida is not the guy she's been emailing. <laughs> um, and the narrator says that Rio, when she was kidnapped and like put in the van, she didn't care what happened to her anymore because she figured that she was coming out to die anyway, so she would die and this would be it. And no one would know what happened to her. And that was fine with her. Um, and then we're finally shown the guy uh, who said, oh, the coast wasn't as clear as you thought. Uh, <laughs> it's Izaya, and he is the guy that's been emailing Rio. And he gets out his phone and contacts the Black Rider cryptid. I know their name. <laughs> I don't know if I should say it. It's uh, Selty. I mean, we don't get it in Her these episodes. Selty. Yeah, just for the sake of, instead of saying the Black Rider every time. Selty. Her name's Selty. Um, <laughs> a girl! <laughs> a girl! I mean, she has she got them boobs. titties. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... She leaves, they show her leaving, like, an apartment building, and she's leaving a, a guy in a lab coat. I think his name is Shinra. Mm-hmm. But who... Shira. Oh, okay, Got cool. Shira. Who knows, because Brendan probably doesn't. Um, <laughs> I'd say out, but it's ve- that's a very accurate statement. <laughs> so she's leaving Shinra, and he's like, all right, like, good luck. And, um... It's then that we get Chizuo's little thing from the first episode, what he was up to. Uh, what? Another tie into the first episode? Wow. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Dugan just made a point of saying there were none. And... <sighs> I mean, this, but this is irrelevant. Like, it's not that. They're different stories. They're not yeah. all the same, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's talking to a guy that owes him money, I think. Uh, I wrote, someone owes him money, I guess. I don't know. Vending machine time. (laughs) (laughs) Because Shizuo, I really like Shizuo's English voice actor. He's very growly. I'm into it. And he he pretty much is like, I'm losing my patience with you, sir. And he tosses (laughs) the vending machine up in the air. As someone would fire a warning bullet, he uses a vending machine to show off his strength. The thing that I don't it's get creative. is... It's creative, I'll give him that. <laughs> the thing yeah. I don't get is, is Shizu is, like, very known. And, like, this guy knows who Shizu is. Yet he still tries to say, like, ah, oh, sorry, I don't have your money. But also, don't come after me, because I'm connected to some good people. It's like, have you seen this fucking guy? Don't threaten I could, him. I could push you down and ruin your ribs. I could literally... shove. S- 
I could literally smush you into a ball. I could turn your humanoid structure into just a ball. Like, don't piss them off. <laughs> but people well, keep do. with me. <laughs> um, so uh, and then we get Isaiah calling Selty and saying, uh, just scare him. Just, like, rattle him a little bit. Fuck him up a little bit. Have fun. Have <laughs> You do you. Um, and then she does. We're shown the stuff that she does to them again. And then she, um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. She, um, she communicates through using her cell phone, like, notes, because no head. And that's what I'm laughing at, because I'm thinking of that vine where the guy's on the phone and he's like, so no head. And then he throws it on the fucking ground. <laughs> um... But so she uses her phone to show Rio, I'm, someone sent me here to take you somewhere, so I'm going to take you somewhere. And Rio, even though she was just kidnapped, she's like, okay, cool. Yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> sure, I'll trust another stranger. Yeah, it's just mine as well. It's fine. Um, so Selty uh, takes her to a building and she shows her phone, says that someone's waiting for you on the roof. This is as far as my job goes. Later. Um, Peace. And then she goes up on the roof. And who's there but Isaiah? Wow. Uh-huh. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and he's like, she's like, oh, you sent her to save me? And he's like, yes, I also organized the kidnapping. Clever, huh? And it's like, no. <laughs> not really. No, you that's just did a crime, mean, my actually. dude. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just a very like, unnecessarily, unnecessarily elaborate crime. Yeah. Um... And he talks about how she was feeling through the situation, like, he knows so well. He's like, yeah, so, like, at the beginning of the whole ordeal, you were like, if I die, I die. But now, you're really excited to be alive, aren't you? So I knew that you weren't really ready to die tonight. Um, and he's, he, uh, he calls her pathetic, which is stellar. And then she's like, You didn't love getting kidnapped, you fucking poser. (laughs) Oh, pussy. Um, (laughs) You're not goth. (laughs) (laughs) You're not goth enough. Look how big my Uh, coat is. I'm so goth. (laughs) And then he's, uh, she kind of is like, Well, why'd you do this? And he's like, "Mm, It's a little philosophical, but I'll try and explain it to you. And it's like, Cool, asshole. Fuck off. Oh my god. No one I loves for- Isaiah more than wrote Isaiah. Down, I forgot that he sucks. <laughs> oh, he's if so you have like read Infinite Jest like I have. <laughs> <laughs> Dino and Ran. Of course you don't. Why would you? <laughs> like, oh, um, you fucking scum. And-, <laughs> and he says... I bet you just I read love- the uh, wiki synopsis of Camus. <laughs> <laughs> uh... He says, I love humans. Not you. It's it's important that you know that I don't love you. Uh, and I was like, then be a sociologist. Go to college. Don't, <laughs> I'm getting philosophical, don't but I'm still nagging you. on the you. internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that's um, for. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says, like, come with me. I'm going to show you something. And he, like, grabs her by the wrist and takes her to the edge of the roof. And he's like, you see that, like, little splatter down there? People kill themselves on this building. Uh, all the time. All the time. Uh, you're not special. Everybody has their <laughs> secrets. Why can't your parents? You dumb bitch. Um, Let your dad cheat, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's at this point 
I wrote a lot of his quotes because he's terrible. Uh, <laughs> even though you have secrets, even though you have secrets, you still laugh at the same dumb jokes and eat the same sweet stew, which is like a direct quote from one of her emails to him. So she slaps him, but he grabs her wrist and with like the force of it, he like dangles her off the side of the building, kind of. She's like leaning. Um, and he's holding her by the arm and he says, everyone is equal before God. Do you want me to let go? Uh, cause he's a sociopath. Um, yeah. and then he pulls her back up and turns to leave and says, thanks for proving how ugly and immature you are. It's been real. And then he leaves. <laughs> Deuces. Oh my thanks God. Thanks for showing me you fucking suck. <laughs> he's so awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Such an asshole. So he leaves her there on the roof, pretty much challenging her to jump. Say that you're, like, say that you're different from everyone else and jump. Say that you're not afraid to die. So she does. She jumps. Um, but Selty is still there, and she uses her demon powers to catch her. So, yay. Rio doesn't die. Yay, demon powers. And then Rio asks her why she saved her. And Salty holds up her phone and it says, Because the world isn't as bad as you think. And I loved it. I thought it was very nice. I really liked this episode. <laughs> but it's not the end. Um, so uh, Isaiah watched this happen and he was like, Salty uh, saved her. <laughs> Dang it, I wanted to watch someone die tonight. Um, and uh, the narrator says that Rio thinks about life differently now. She thinks about her parents and decides that she'll forgive them. And she looks at people differently because everyone has their own lives and their own secrets. Um, and then we kind of get back, we get back to reality. <laughs> back to the boys. Oh, there goes gravity. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Masomi and Mikado are walking after school talking about where they want to go and the narrator says that they have secrets too as normal as they seem and i know their secrets mm. Ooh. um mm. and they overhear Henri talking to seiji saying where did she go like have you heard from her and seiji's like i'm not telling you and he runs away and then masomi asks if Henri is okay and she kind of like ignores him and chases after seiji and Masomi's like, <laughs> she's so into me. Um, and the narrator says that uh, Rio wishes she could tell people what she learned, that the world isn't as bad as you think. Um, and then Selty meets up with Izaya, and she asks him if he is the one that like made other people jump off that building. And he's like, no, but um, who am I to stop people from doing what they want? And uh, that's episode two. Yeah. I Fun. really liked it, but it is very different from the first and third episodes. Yeah, weird that there's not like a through line or anything. Anyway, let's we uh, saw the go same to episode three. We saw Rio's kidnapping from just a different angle. Oh boy, I love it. I mean, I like that, and I wish... I keep talking. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that at the end. Yeah, well, we'll get there. But uh, uh, I don't three. have a lot of notes because uh, muddled garbage. Anyways, wow! So, wow! We open up on uh, 
we open up on uh, Simon. He's promoting the Russian sushi stuff. Uh, and uh, great dub. Uh, we we get some Russian tourists that walk up and speak to him in Russian. And I have Japanese subtitles for this. So oh, no. I don't know what they were talking they about. Ask him, they asked him for directions. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I figured it was that. But if there was any vital info there... The audio was Russian. The subtitles were Japanese. When you so, guys, is it? Mm, all right, it's probably That's because confused, on Netflix you can either have the sun- subtitles on or off, and probably if you have them off, they just like get rid of everything in English. Well, no, because I watched it on Netflix with the subtitles off, and this had Japanese at the bottom, but then it had English subtitles at the top. Oh. So it had two sets of subtitles for this only this scene, and this one we get. The narrator changes each episode. This one is Simon. In the narration, he just has... Uh, he does not have his Russian accent. So I mm-hmm. don't know if that is fake or what, but some... Hmm. I I don't know. Well, I, I assume I just, it's addressed later on, but whatever. <laughs> not really. It's just kind of Simon like talking in his own head, so I'm just assuming it's him in his native language, so it just flows better, but then it's just translated for us. That's how I saw it. See, I'm mm-hmm. I'm confused by it because they say in the first episode he was an American that fled to Russia. So we hear him with a Russian accent, but he has an American accent in his head, so I don't know what they're trying to do there. I don't know. It doesn't There's a lot of matter. mysteries with Simon. <laughs> Basically, he has some generic garbage narration of ah, people come to the city for different reasons. Anyways, <laughs> Yeah, just so, so resistant to everything. Uh, Brendan always gets so mad when it's a show that he actually likes that he doesn't <laughs> like. It makes me sad. <laughs> I don't like when mom and dad fight. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't, be a, I shouldn't be a parent, even in a hypothetical situation. <laughs> Your anime dads are very disappointed in you. No! <laughs> so... Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyways, uh, we're back in the classroom. Uh, the very tired, like, uninterested teacher is like, okay, I guess we should get a class rep or whatever. And and uh, we have a, a girl Ida character uh, <laughs> raises her hand. This is Henri, and she's going to be the rep. Uh, they need one boy and one girl to rep the classroom. Uh, and, uh, what's the main guy's name? Mikado. 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 Okay. It's in my notes, but it's... Okay, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, she's at the front of the class asking, uh, Nikaro is like, hey, I, I want to do it. She's cute, but it seems like a bunch of fucking nerd shit. Uh, <laughs> fine, I'll do it. And he volunteers. Uh... So right after class, he goes to talk to her and be like, hey, so we should plan stuff, I guess. And she's like, uh, and runs away. <laughs> cool, it's because she saw the pervy teacher. Yeah. Ah, I did not pick up on that. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, after class, uh, uh, Masanomi is like, hey, you're, you're into her, huh? The want to... You want to bang it out in in the class, eh? <laughs> Being his uh, pervy self, yeah. uh, 
and he's like, "Okay, we we need to step up your flirt game cuz you're a uh, you're you're going to strike out cuz you're a, a fucking nerd." <laughs> uh and yeah, the, uh, we see him try to demonstrate his abilities. He goes up to a group of like valley girls and is trying to trying to hit on them and they are just fully ignoring him uh talking about how one of the girl's boyfriends is in the dollar gang and then we get a little bit of description from the chat room saying oh yeah the dollars are like a mix of all the color gangs they don't have an actual color but they are like the most hardcore gang in the city uh they're transparent yeah so uh much it's like after John Cena. You can't see them. <laughs> you can't see them. Can't see them. Also jorts. Mandatory jorts also in the dollars. Jorts. They all wear jorts. That's the calling card. That's the <laughs> They're also all marines for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Huh. Uh, so yeah, they meet up with all uh, the otaku friends after school. More, more talking about the dollar gang. Uh, we see... Uh, What's his name? Cool guy. Yeah. What uh, guy? Out. I I forgot oh. his name. I don't uh, think we so actually I just are wrote t- down cool cat. <laughs> cool they're cat. like yeah. I don't like think we're actually told cool his guys. name. Yeah. Uh, um, but this is uh, Shizuo. Uh, he sees the headless rider riding around, and he's like, ugh, 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 angst. Uh, <laughs> You you can tell I love this show, right? You're just like not even I'm trying really to watch it, it right? <laughs> I'm not. I haven't thrown in the towel five minutes into the first episode. <laughs> See, that's my thing. If you don't like it, fine. But it's you intentionally dragging your feet. Like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Like, hey man, that's the podcast. <laughs> Hate to tell you this, but that's the show. You signed up. This for is that. me slowly coming to terms with it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Henri, uh, thinks she sees one of her friends, uh, but it's actually Rio, and... No. Or, no, who's, who's this, there's so many fucking it's characters no that we've seen for, like, <laughs> she, thinks, she thinks it's, it's, she thinks it's It's the Mika. girl with, like, the scar around not. her neck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was Rio, fuck me. Alright, <laughs> cool. I'm happy to hear Dana can follow it. I've watched it, some of it, so I know it's not Rio, but mm-hmm. it it doesn't the rest matter. Is <laughs> uh, so yeah, then the Valley Girls that uh, that uh, Masanomi was trying to hit on confront her, and they're like, "Oh, you want to be the class rep? Well, my boyfriend's a gangster." I, I, this is it, I, don't I don't understand this. Yeah, this makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, oh, you want to be class president? Well, my boyfriend's in a gang. Cool. What's what's the connection there? Why? There's backstory to this that we find out in later episodes, but it's basically they're just picking on Henri, and then the one girl's trying to brag, like, if you think you're such hot shit, I'm dating a dollar. Like, I'm the newest hot shit because they're popular right now. So, mm. uh, cool. All right. <laughs> They're bullies, anyways. Yeah, they're bullies. Uh, so, uh, uh, Masanomi and Nikaro uh, see this, and Nikaro's like, oh, I, 
I guess, stand up to them. But then the uh, the the wackest poser gangster <laughs> comes up. Yeah. I guess is the boyfriend. Yeah. And it's like, yo, I'm a gang member, <laughs> my dog. Ugh. I'm in the dollars. Uh, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, he's <laughs> there. Uh, and, uh, sorry, my notes are... Okay. <laughs> he's trying, folks. He's trying. God, uh, it's uh, my life. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So yeah, uh, so they are confronted by a stranger uh, who who pushes them into the confrontation because he's like, "Oh, you want to jump in and save the girl, huh? Let me give you a little hand with that." Uh, so he jumps in and he takes the lead, and he's like, "Oh, you think you're hot shit? I don't give a fuck about you, high schoolers. I'm an adult, you see. I smashed your phone." <laughs> What's that? He says his I'm age. I'm 23. He says. <laughs> Big man and over I'm here. I'm concerning myself with these high school students. Let me get into the high school gang drama. I am an ad- adult, you see. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, he smashes one of the Valley Girls' phone. The poser gangster's like, yo, dog, you looking to throw down, my dude. <laughs> the best part is, dude is not exaggerating. Like, yeah. that's no, what uh, the guy says. I didn't write down any quotes because uh, uh, life is meaningless, but he he <laughs> wow. was just a now cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're I'm there. finally getting anime. Nothing matters. <laughs> uh, so he, like... Uh, hits him and like shaves his head or something, cuts his hair off, so he runs away, crying. Uh, and we're uh after he runs away and the fight's over, we get introduced, and this is uh Isaiah Oihara, <laughs> uh, introduced to the main gang. Uh, he gets hit with a trash can because <laughs> uh, uh, Shizuo throws one at him. It's uh, a full ass air conditioner unit. Yeah, they're like that is a full on uh, trash can from a convenience store, like heavy duty metal, just tossed casually at him. Uh, so apparently Shizuo is here. He's mad because Isaiah uh, set him up or uh, pinned something on him that he didn't do. So he's looking to throw down. Uh, then all the dollars come out to to get their revenge. Uh, they. There's a weird thing where they say, like, these are posers who aren't really dollars, but it's not super clear if they are or not. Uh, it's, I don't know. Uh, nothing makes sense in the show. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, one of them attacks Shizuo, hits him in the head. Shizuo literally punches him out of his clothes. <laughs> There's <laughs> big all-out oh, brawl. <laughs> and then... He's so strong. And then uh, Simon, the sushi man, was delivering sushi in a nearby building, jumps down and s- breaks up the fight. And that's the episode, basically. Uh, <laughs> what? Why? Why narrative when you can have some cool moments? <laughs> I'm reading through my notes to make sure we didn't skip anything, because I got like five more bullet points that apparently don't matter. 
No, they mention like, oh yeah, after that fight, there was uh, some bigger uh, 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 dollar gang activity, but basically that was it. We see uh, Seiji run around the corner and bump, bump into the girl Henri saw earlier. He's like, oh. my love, I finally found you. So that's teeing up that storyline. He is very uh, dramatic. He's like, my oh, love he's... led me to you. I, I wish, because he's just a very, like, stoic person. I can person. smell you. <laughs> he's, like, a very stoic and quiet person, but his, like... His mind is so fucked and so dramatic. I wish it was like more theatrical. My love, I'm fat. Like I wish he was more of a like, caricature, but he's just like a very quiet, somber person. Um, oh, and then it ends with uh, Shizo talking with the headless rider. So oh, yeah, they, they know got each something. other. Everyone knows yeah, each other sure. in this city. Yeah, as, uh, they're all connected. As big as Tokyo is, all these people know each other. Sure. I mean, let's it, let's introduce a tangled web that won't be intru- that won't be explained for another fifty episodes. I assume. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's less of like the whole city of Tokyo, more of just like this one like borough. Like it's just they've mentioned Ike a few Buguro. times Ikebukuro. Yeah, so it's just this like one area. So it's like a neighborhood rather than a whole city. So it's not as outlandish of bumping into each other. I don't think there's anything you can say that's going to make Dugan think that this is good. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he already checked out, like, episode, like, halfway through episode one. See, I was, like. I liked episode one. Uh, I liked that it, we, it was more lighthearted than I thought it was going to be in that first episode. Because we got some, like, cartoony motorcycle to the face, but it didn't, like, rip his skull open like we get in a lot of anime so I like that it was, uh, there were, like, cartoony fun elements to it, but then they just kept adding things and adding elements that weren't necessary and unexplained and, at this point, still disconnected, and, uh... I mean, it's the setup. They're not unnecessary. It's teasing stuff to then explain in later episodes. We only watched three episodes, so it's like, yeah, we only get yeah. a whole lot. And how many episodes are in season one? Uh, I want to say like twenty-six, maybe. It's popular, but it's not like uh, it's not like Naruto where it's like seven or One Piece where it's seven hundred. Mm. It's uh, nothing is twenty-five like episodes. No, nothing ever will be. Uh, yeah, twenty-five episodes for season one. Cool. Uh, so we're an hour and a half in, and uh, there's no clear plot. Uh, we wow. are. Main characters, I guess, are the the farm boy who moved in, but we see him in maybe a combined episode and a third. Um, we they they're just trying to do way too much, and it's sort of I don't know it. What I really don't like about it is it's striking me as it's trying to be more uh, edgy art house than it is. Or than they can pull off. Like, th- it feels like they want to do Tarantino, Edgar Wrighty, fun gang stuff. But, like, as you mentioned, they have that... Uh, or, as you mentioned during the break that didn't make it to air. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's, like, the Pulp fiction narrative structure of jumping back and forth in time between characters and the loosely connected stuff. But, um... There's not anything to latch onto here. 
Like, I thought it was going to be, okay, this kid's getting introduced to the city. Okay, let me try to be there. Okay, he's not in the second episode. Anyways, so, there's there's this other character. Okay, are we following her? Are they going to meet up? No. Here's back to the first character with some more people that can do some uh, cool, like, uh, uh, demon-y, extra strong power stuff. Okay. And there's, oh, oh there's a, a ghost motorcycle, too. Uh, she'll show up <laughs> about uh, five minutes each episode. Cool. Uh, she saves the day a couple times. Uh, how does she tie into Please the story? Stop. We'll find out later. Someone <laughs> to tell you to stop? Is that what's happening? No, because that they're just trying. That's You're so much shit. <laughs> that's so much shit that they're trying to squeeze in here, and I cannot follow any of it. But it's also not trying to squeeze it into an hour and a half. I mean, even if it's a Tarantino comparison, he usually goes two and a half hours on most movies. And this is a show that's got 25 episodes. So it's like, if we're building a story, I'm not going to front load the entire plot in the first five episodes. We're going to string it out for the whole season. True, but look at any other anime. In the first episode, its purpose is... Okay, we're going to give you enough information to make you want to keep watching this show. Something that I did not get. <laughs> well, that's why it's not like every other anime, and that's why I enjoy it. There's the, the, one of the biggest appeals of anime, at least for me, is that there's so much variety. There are a ton of stuff that follows the same tropes, like shonen and stuff. But there are enough series that can just do a lot of weird stuff and really just try new experimental things. And that's what I enjoy about, like, especially this one. See, that's that's why I didn't like this one, because it felt very generically trying to tick off all the anime boxes. We joke about our bingo card, but I feel like this really hit a bunch of things. We got uh, New Kid, we got Mm -hmm. high school tropes, we got uh, high school romance tropes, we got gang violence tropes, we got mysterious ghostly stranger tropes. We got the very, very strong superhero cool guy tropes. It's Is that a trope? What's I feel like that? those are true. I don't know if those would... I don't like I don't know if those would just be like generic anime tropes. I feel like those are very specific genres. Like, you, you know, we watched Erased, but that didn't have like a very super strong guy in it. But like... it didn't have I, one. Yeah. But I don't feel like a super strong guy... Yeah, but I feel like that wouldn't be the trope. Like, are there enough series like beyond just well, shonen fighting shows? I understand shows? what Dugan is saying. He's okay. Like, there's like there's a lot of different things happening in this show that it seems like they're taking, like yeah, they're taking things from a lot of different anime and putting it all into one anime. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a kind clearer comparison is. Uh, how we said uh, Yuki Yuna is a hero, just took all the magical girl things and tried to put it in one show. I feel like this show is just taking anime in general and is mm-hmm. trying to put it in one show. Okay. And I don't think it's pulling it off. That's my <laughs> point. Huh. I have yes. feelings. <laughs> yes, sorry, I've been Feel going free. on too long. No, uh, it's Dana, okay. what do you, you think? I've been like debating. So, <laughs> I don't I don't remember a lot about it. I remember like some of the twists of the show. Um, but something I will say, like I said I really liked episode 2. If the episodes after that were all about 
telling us about the different characters because I don't have a problem with that. I think that would be really interesting. Like I watch, there's a show on HBO right now called Euphoria, and at the beginning of every episode, uh, Zendaya, who plays the main character, talks about another character that goes to this high school and their like life and what led them to this point. So I think it would be interesting if episodes were then kind of like that, telling us about each character and how they got there. But it is hard to have like one kind of lighthearted episode with just silly boys hanging out and then that heaviness and then <laughs> another episode kind of with the same like that lighthearted energy. It's just a lot of up it's a lot of up and down. Yeah. Yeah, I would but agree with that. I think I, I mm-hmm. uh, knowing knowing where it goes I, I mean, I stopped watching it for a reason, I think. It's just really, like, not... Where it goes is not my thing. I was always interested in finding out, like, Celtie's resolution. But mm-hmm. I guess I didn't care enough to have to sit through the gang stuff. <laughs> yeah, Celtie's a uh, major character of the show and kind of became, like, I guess the mascot of the show because she's the most recognizable, but is still just, mm-hmm. like the same third of a story as the other two storyline, like main storylines are. So she doesn't get like most episodes about her or anything. She's just like every other character. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I enjoyed about it. We do get a lot of episodes that are just character pieces where it's like, we're going to follow this character this episode. And there's going to be a few moments that tie in with other characters. But for the most part, this episode is just about like Rio in episode two. And we saw the crossover with some other characters as she's walking around, but primarily focused on her. And that's most of the series. It fo- follows, like, mainly one character an episode, and it has a lot of crossover. And then all of the storylines are told cumulatively by getting the different pieces and adding them all together and seeing, rather than just one episode, we're following around Shizuo for 24 minutes, exa- like, entirely. We get a lot of his story told out, like, through other people's perspectives and stuff and seeing how they see it. So in episode two, we saw Celty like driving to go uh, rescue Rio. We see Shizu with throwing the vending machine like in the background in one of the shots. So we see it where it's like, oh, it's in the same area, but we're not gonna we're not gonna focus on that too much this episode. And she keeps going, and that's something I, dro- that's I agree what I'm that saying, it's is if in the mm-hmm. next episode, if that episode was about Shizuo and how he got to that point, I'd be interested. I don't yeah. think that would change Dugan's opinion at all because it will <laughs> still I, be. I agree that would be a stronger because it's sort of it's building on each narrative we get like if it was like one storyline we see a tiny little snippet in the background and that episode continues but then the next episode just fully explains that and then builds looping the previous episode in rather than being like a completely unrelated story that just happened to be in the same area and I guess 16 episodes later it will connect uh, that that's uh, 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 I, I, I don't know <laughs> I my brain is all this. melted Dugan didn't <laughs> we're finished this episode yeah, it's, is over. it's a no from me dog <laughs> I'm not surprised um, no but I would say that is what happens but the stories have to start from somewhere they don't always just meet up like one story doesn't start in the middle of someone else's sometimes they'll cross over both at like the end yeah. of their stories or something it's not all just a straight like uh Mikado met this person and then we're gonna follow their story like no we might not see them for like, like three episodes like I, I get the structure I'm saying I don't think they're doing it well okay yeah 
So it's, it's yeah, it's less about the confusion. Can we be done I think... now? I don't want to talk about it anymore. We're saying the same things now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We are. Uh, that's a no from me. How are y'all feeling? <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna keep watching it again. <laughs> now, hold on. Is it because of the episodes, or is it because of this episode of we're recording? <laughs> no, because that like, you I, I didn't want to like, ruin it for you. I was like only interested in Celtic, so like I remember from watching it back in 2010 or 2011 that I was only interested in finding out what happened to Celtic's head, and yeah. I don't care about gang stuff. Like that's just not <laughs> what I don't care. So like, <laughs> I stopped watching it because I was like, I, eh, you know. Yeah, I. If it's so only Celty that remembering that, I don't think I'm gonna keep watching it. Yeah, if Celty storyline is the only one that's really catching your interest, then yeah, I, I would say you could drop it. Um, I'm curious if there's like a super cut out there that just has like just these character storylines, so that way you don't mm. have to sit through all the rest. That'd be interesting to look That'd up. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Weird that people would want to cut together just single storylines so it makes Stop! sense in this one is... sitting. <laughs> Anyways, so thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, what do we have going on next week? Well, next Ooh. week, I'm pretty sure, is episode 50, which really? is, yeah, oh. it's a milestone, right? Jeez. Pretty cool. Sorry Ooh. to just confuse you guys. I made sure. Um, but so I figured I would dust off something, um, that I haven't watched in a long time, but as in the first episode we did Death Note, which was like the first anime that I finished, uh, (laughs) I thought I would bring The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, which is the first anime that I loved. Oh. Yeah. I, she was my first cosplay. Um. Oh, cool. When I was 13. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I don't, have you watched it, Brendan? I know of it, and I have one of the songs from it on my iPod, my antiquated old, uh, crank (laughs) iPod. Your grandma Um, machine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know anything besides, like, that one scene, like, where the song's from. Cool, I'm really worried about it, I'm not gonna change my mind now. We're gonna watch episodes one, three, and four. All right. And if there's a show you would like us to watch, uh, reach out. Uh, we are Are We There Yet on Twitter and Instagram. Or you could email us, arewetheryet at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo and Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence which is a video game podcast I do. Also, I'm doing Doggist, which is just a Twitter art thing where you draw dogs. Yes! And I'm real bad at it. <laughs> so I loved fun. your Sharpay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, also, and, uh, I, I keep meaning to do this, but uh, uh, I we have a bunch of international listeners, so I want to shout uh-huh. out uh, people listening in Mexico, Canada, and Switzerland, which are the three biggest outside of the U.S., listening places and it's mind-boggling and we love you and uh uh, let us know what you would like us to watch anime is a global phenomenon reaching out across countries and weaving out (laughs) bringing people together weeb is universal in every language (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you to and, uh, Camille Ruley. <laughs> uh, thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song, Stories Off the Album Beats. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with it. I have nothing to say, but I'm sorry.